kidding me? Boys, welcome back. Episode 101. Very weird to say that. 101 of the Booth Review Podcast. We are post-episode 100 celebration. Back to reality. Recording normal podcasts about the NFL. Uh, week 16 just wrapped up the other night. We are now in the waning weeks of the NFL season. Getting closer and closer to playoffs. One of our favorite times of the year. I'm here with Seth. Seth, how's it going? Doing pretty good. Trying to keep a little bit busy around here. There's not much to do. Brought the car in to get inspected today, and that took like literally 20 minutes. I was expecting it to take a lot longer, but it didn't. So I was Did you only pass gone. inspection? Uh, as far as I know, the guy didn't say that I failed. So Nice. That, then that means you passed. <laughs> yes, I would assume. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, just, just chilling. Finally got new weights in yesterday, so I'm able to like work out and actually be tired after I work out because I have a sufficient amount of weight at home now. Um, yeah. But yeah, how, how have things been for you since I last saw you? Good, good. Uh, went to the Pats game on Sunday. Uh, that was a lot of fun. The loss wasn't that fun, but other than no. that, it was it was a good time. Um, you know, we, we tailgated from 9 a.m. to 12.30, so Jeez. some people overserved themselves a little bit. But uh, but it was it was good. It was a quiet ride home. Um, we had two people fall asleep in the car on the way home, and I mean naturally. What time did you have to leave? <laughs> uh, oh, it was a shit show leaving the game. Oh oh, oh in the morning. No, no. Yeah, in the morning. Oh, we actually made really good time. So I had to pick Ferulo up in Boston at eight thirty, maybe. So I left my house at like eight. Um, we stopped at Dunks on the way. So that's why we left so early. Cause it doesn't take me a half hour to get to Ferrell's house. And then we were down there by like nine 15, probably like nine, 10, nine 15 in the parking lot, all set up with cornhole and pong and all this. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, leaving is a shit show. That's my one great yeah. Patriots games is, um, it's, it's just a mess getting out of there. So we sat in the parking lot. We probably, so we left at like 4 PM. Uh, whenever the game ended, we, we went right to the car and left. Didn't really dilly-dally. Got in the car. Took us probably 45 minutes to get out of the parking lot because everyone's leaving at the same time. And they filter everybody out of, like, the same exit because, you know, it's not like the Bruins or the Celtics or the Sox where you're in the city. It's, like, it's Fox. And there's, it's like, like eight town. different directions to go to get yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a town. And they close, like, all the residential streets off. So they're filtering everybody through the same way to get out because they don't want people like cutting through the back roads because obviously if you're like a resident, that's a pain in the ass every Sunday. So um, 45 minutes to get out of the parking lot. We were on the highway within an hour and then we hit traffic on the highway. We don't get to 95 North until probably 530. Uh, we, we finally get to 95 North and instead of taking us through Boston because it says there's more traffic that way, it takes us 128. So I'm going now by like Lynch's house to get back to my house. We drive for a half hour on 128 and Ferulo goes, Hey, can you drop me off at my house? And I'm like, I literally turned to him going like 70 on the highway. I did a full body turn. And I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. He was like, Oh, my mom just texted me and like said, I need to be home. And I was like, we passed the exit for your house a half hour ago. Like why, why the fuck did you not say anything then? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, well I didn't know I had to go home. It's like, like what the fuck so we just sat in the parking lot for 45 minutes we've been on the highway for like an hour and some change 
Now we got to drive a half hour back to Boston to Ferula's house and then like an additional half hour back to my house. I was, I was ready to punch Nick Ferula in the face at that point. I was furious. Where, where in Boston is he? I didn't realize that he Winthrop. lived around. Where? Winthrop. Oh, okay. But like he like at the end of his street, there's like the sign that says like entering Boston. Oh, really? So he's about as close to Boston as you can get without being like in Boston. Oh, but yeah, that. that was that was a mess. And then I've got like my cousin next to me. He's knocked out. Cam's mm. in the back, knocked out. We've got a carload of shit that rattles every time we hit a bump, and we're on the highway, and it's Massachusetts, so the roads are shitty. Uh, not a fun experience coming back home, but we it was it was a good time, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, everything's been good. Episode 100's out. Uh, it's a good listen. It's it's it is our longest episode. I thought it was going to be, and it is. Um, pretty fun listen. Uh, yeah, so go and listen to it. That that's pretty much what you should do. So yeah. Um, so great. Given that I was at the Patriots game and usually I watch red zone every Sunday. So I see all the NFL games. Um, but given that I was at the Patriots game and didn't really get back until after the 4 PM games were over, I didn't watch that much football this weekend. So instead of doing like a reverse pick them or like a recap, I mean, I wouldn't have much to contribute for that. And Seth, likewise, like we didn't watch every game this week. So I thought that it would be good content for both the podcast and TikTok if we reviewed some hot takes following week 16, some big takeaways and some conclusions that are being drawn about some teams and about some players. Uh, And we can say that they are either an overstatement, an understatement, or an accurate statement. Uh, And in that way, we can review the games that we do know what happened in, plus kind of preview the rest of the season and the upcoming off season. So I have, I, I, I looked through Twitter. This was kind of inspired by Seth sent me a thing on Instagram where they ESPN, right. Was like, yeah. Rate rating teams, like chances to make the super bowl or something. And they were like, Oh, this yeah, is an overreaction. This is a whatever. It was basically every team it said X team is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and then, it went through and um, every single one of them was like it, – it was like the Bills were and then somehow the Colts weren't. Right. It was so dumb. Yeah, so um, I – I saw that post and I've wanted to do something like this on a podcast for like, you know, the majority of the season and just kind of like evaluate now that we have enough of a sample size of a season, kind of evaluate the uh, conclusions that are being drawn about some teams and players. So I used Twitter, some websites, some articles and general knowledge to compile these hot takes. These aren't my hot takes. Um, like I said, they're just like things that I found. So I went on Twitter and just like typed in like, oh, Patriots and scrolled through the top tweets to see what people were saying uh, and just took like the, the best take that I could find. And I did that one, one, one for each team in the NFL. So we'll go division by division and just say whether we think it's over an overstatement, an understatement or an accurate statement. And yeah, so we'll start in the AFC East. 
Uh, first take. After losing seven straight and then winning seven straight, the Dolphins are now a dark horse playoff team capable of making a deep run. Ugh. So I'm going to say that's an overstatement just because of the last part. I don't think that the Dolphins are capable of making a deep run, and I think that's evident by watching them play against the Saints. Now, granted, they blew them out. Like, it wasn't close, never was close. It never looked like it could be close. But that being said, I don't think that Tua looks like a good quarterback. I mean, there's a genuine issue where they said the stat, he, he doesn't have a touchdown pass that's longer than 11 yards this year right? They have to bring in Jacoby Brissett when they want to throw the ball deeper than 30 yards. He had like one or two passes (laughs) that I think he might've completed one that was like 40 plus, but he's only, you know, there were only like three attempts where he actually threw it that far. Like that's a genuine issue. If he can't throw the ball, their offensive line is not nearly good enough for him to be protected. Like, and that's the thing, like, I don't want to hate on Tua too much. Like, like, I think it's very clear that there's an arm issue there where they don't trust him to throw far enough. But I think there's also something to be said for the fact that they have these great weapons. They could use a better run game. I mean, Lindsey's not terrible, but he's not great either. But their offensive line has not been performing particularly well. He gets hit way too often. I don't think that that's going to, you know, when when you get into the playoffs, if they somehow have to play the Patriots, if they somehow have to play, you know, the Chiefs or, or, you know, say the Steelers make their way in somehow, right? Like, you know, there are these teams that have, like, pretty good defensive lines and front sevens that are just going to eat them up. I don't see them having the ability to make a deep run at all. Yeah, I agree. I would say that that's an overstatement. Um, If you – like, the seven straight thing, everybody's making a big deal. Like, oh, they're the first team to lose seven straight and then win seven straight. Look at the teams they've beaten in the last seven games. The Texans by one possession. The Ravens, when Lamar had, like, a horrible game by 12. The Jets by one possession. The Panthers, they, they played well against the Panthers, but that's still not a good team. It's still the Five Panthers. And 10. Yeah. The Giants by 11. The Jets again by one possession. And then the Saints by 17. With and the Ian Saints, Book at quarterback. Yes, with, like, almost every player that they needed in that game on the COVID list. So, like, the seven straight, like, yeah, like, they should have won all those games, but it's not impressive enough to say, like, Oh, like, I, no, I don't think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. Um, well, what's the remainder of their do, schedule? They have Patriots and... Um, Patriots and Titans. Titans and then Patriots. So they're going to lose to the Titans. Yeah, they'll lose to both, I would think. Probably. So they're going to finish the season... What eight are they and nine won't be good enough. Eight and nine, yeah. You're going to have to be... Above you have to be nine years. and eight to make it. And even then, I don't know that they'd make it if they win the next two. I think it depends on who holds the tiebreakers because Vegas has a shot. I don't right. know who has a tiebreaker between them and Vegas. They've played each other this year, right? Have they? Yeah, the Raiders won. Yeah, so Vegas is going to end up with the tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, this team I don't think is going to make the playoffs. Yes, they're like a dark – yes, you can categorize them now as like a dark horse wild card team because they might – find some way to mathematically sneak in but they're not playing great football like you said two is not all that good yeah he's he's averaging like two passing touchdowns in each of his last seven starts or something like that which is impressive but look you're playing against the league's worst defenses like like literally all the teams that we just mentioned are like in the bottom 10 
for, for defenses in the league. So that to me is not impressive. I, I get that there's hype around this team because they're on a run right now. Um, but no, they're not capable of making a deep run. Again, they haven't beaten. A, I, I guess the Ravens would be the only team that you could say is legitimate out of all of the teams that they beat. And even yeah. then, I wouldn't say that they're, that's an impressive win for me. And I mean, you go through it too, and it's like, look at their early season games. They got blown out twice by the Bills. One of those games, they only lost by 10, but the other one was 35 nothing. And especially yeah. in the 10-point game, it wasn't like it was close or anything. Like, if they weren't able to beat the Bills at all, this year, I don't see how they're supposed to make a deep run and beat them in the playoffs because they're going to have to face them eventually because they're only going to get in as a wild card. They're not going to win the mm-hmm. division. There's no way for them to win the division. It's just not possible. Yeah, no. They're at their – they would need – They would have to win out and have the, the, um, the Patriots Bills lose. lose a game. They would, they would need to win out and have both the, Bills, the Patriots and the Bills lose out. Mm, right well no because if they win out they would have two wins against the patriots so they would have the tiebreaker there but they need the bills to lose out if the bills win right. one game they can't win the division right so they need both the patriots and the bills to they lose need out. the patriots to lose to them and then it doesn't matter what happens in that other game if they beat right. the patriots and then um they need but if the patriots lose to them and then beat the jaguars they if the oh, Patriots yeah, no, lose to the Dolphins and beat break. the Jaguars, the J- Dolphins have the tiebreaker. They have the tiebreak, yeah. Yeah, so they, why they the need Patriots the Bills effectively to need to win out. Right, and then the Bills need to win out too. So, yeah. no, it's not happening. The Patriots are – I mean, the Dolphins are not going to win their next two games. It's yeah. just not happening. So, yeah, I say that's an overstatement. Okay. Zach Wilson will be a successful quarterback in New York in the long run. It's it's an overstatement. It's and that's no shade to Zach Wilson. That's shade to the Jets. It's impossible. It's like like Mark Sanchez wasn't the worst quarterback I've ever seen, but he was on the Jets, right? Like that's yeah. the issue. It, it's it's less of a, like I think if you took Zach Wilson and you put him now, granted he's got some turnover issues, some very large turnover issues. But I think if you took Zach Wilson and you put him on a team, you know, you know, just random like the Chargers, or you throw him, um, I mean, where where else are they going? Like, you know, if if you throw him on the Patriots, right? Like, if you take if you look at these teams that have rookie quarterbacks right now, I mean, obviously Herbert's not a rookie quarterback, but you know, look at the teams that have very young quarterbacks, and if you plug and play and put them in there, I don't think that those teams are significantly worse with him. I just think the Jets suck. Right. Yeah. I'd say it's an overstatement too. Um, He doesn't fit the scheme all that well. Again, like you said, turnover issues are the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Zach Wilson. He's also not on a great team. Um, I do think that Sala or whatever his name. Yeah. Mo Mo Sala. Yeah. No, it's not Mo. That's the soccer player. That's the the soccer player. What's his first name? Robert. 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 Yeah, yeah, he's um, – I was going to say Mo Salah too, and then I was like, shit, that's not it. So I forgot what his first – yeah, I think that he's actually – yeah, he's actually a good coach, but this team is a long ways away from being not even – like win caliber. They're just not well, there yet. Th- their issue is that they've got good pieces 
in certain spots. They just don't have enough of them, right? Like their linebacker core isn't terrible, but it's not quite good enough. They've got that um oh uh, what's his face? The guy that said bless you and then if uh, or bless me thank oh, me. Oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He, he's he's really good. He's dirty. They got Mikhai Becton, but he's got like issues, you know, I think injury wise, but um he's a monster. He's so good. They don't really have a running game. They don't really have any wide receivers that you look at and you say, like, that guy's unbelievable. I think they have one guy, but I mean, they don't Crowder. have a great Is tight end. I, I think that I don't remember who's in their secondary right now, but I don't think that it was something where you looked at and you were like, oh, yeah, that's an unbelievable secondary. Like, they're just, they have random good guys in different spots, but not enough of them for it to be cohesive enough for them to be good. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's such thing as a losing culture in the NFL too that like sometimes you just have to chalk it up to that. Like this team doesn't seem like they can win. Uh, right. they, they've made moves. Well, they've had top draft picks every year for like the past X amount of seasons, a, a good handful of seasons. Pretty much and since they won the division in 20 – was it 2012 they won the division? I don't even – they beat us in the playoffs one year. Right, there was the one year that they beat the Patriots in the playoffs, and then, um, twenty probably twenty twelve was the butt fumble year, and the Patriots end up going back to the Super Bowl. And AFC East division champs, so they won. Sorry, it was two thousand eight. The Dolphins won it, and two thousand two. What year was maybe it? the Jets didn't win it, but maybe they just. Oh, it was twenty ten. Twenty ten, they they beat the Patriots in the divisional round. Yeah, and so ever since twenty ten, essentially, they've had a pretty good draft pick. Yeah, so you know, you'd think that if you have that surplus of top draft picks over the span of a decade, really, that you'd be able to piece together a decent team, but it just seems like year after year, when we look at the season, we're like, the Jets aren't going to be good. That's, that's just kind of the default now. It's like, uh, yeah, the Jets have Zach Wilson and, you know, Jameson Crowder is a pretty good receiver and, um, you know, their defense is, is, you know, hard hitting and fast, but we still are like, nah, they're probably going to win like two games, maybe three. So I would chalk it up to the losing culture more than anything. I like Zach Wilson, um, but I, I don't think that successful is a word that I would associate with what I think his career is going to be like. I think he'll be – I don't know. He'll be more than a Johnny. I think there's a lot of hype around him coming out of college and that he's kind of being humbled now. I don't think he's going to, like, turn – I, I think he'll be like a Baker Mayfield. Mm. He'll probably have like one or two really good years. The Jets won't, but I think he'll probably have one or two really good years in like the next four or five seasons. But I don't think that he's enough to turn this Jets team around. And I don't think that it, it depends on how you define success. Like, what are the expectations for him coming in? Like, what are your expectations now? But I don't think that he's going to be like a great quarterback. He'll be like, okay. Yeah. Okay. This one we're going to have some conversation about. This I saw on Twitter. There is a strong possibility that the Patriots will miss the playoffs. Three overstatements in a row. I think that's an overstatement. 
I think I think it's an overstatement because it says strong. Strong. I think there's a genuine possibility that they miss the playoffs. Because if they lose to the Dolphins and the Dolphins like I think they get I have to double check the standings right now. Um Listen, but, like, like there's a mathematical possibility that they miss. Yes, they haven't technically clinched yet. Well, so so I'm not true. I'm not saying like mathematical. They're going to win next week, which will <laughs> give them ten wins. Right? But yeah. say they lose to the Dolphins and the Dolphins went out, right? So the Dolphins all but of a sudden that's have, also not going to happen. Like the Titans are going to beat the Dolphins because the right. Titans are also fighting for a spot. Right. That's also true. But yeah, and Derrick Henry might Henry, be coming back. It, it depends on who they have the tiebreakers over with the Chargers and the Raiders and the Ravens. The Patriots would have the tiebreaker over the Chargers. We know that. Right. It's also like you can also say that like all the those teams might. Yeah, not. I get. Yeah, Strong's definitely an overstatement. I don't think that there's a legitimate possibility. Like I think that no, a I mean, lot like, would have to go wrong. It, the, when you look at like the sports books and stuff, the odds they're minus two thousand to make the playoffs right now. Right. <laughs> like like they're gonna make it. Yes. Listen, is there an issue with this team in terms of their youth? Yes, absolutely. Is there an issue with this team in the past two weeks? Yes, absolutely. Are they going to miss the playoffs? No. They're no. gonna make the playoffs. The question is whether they can make the playoffs as a a division winner, b as the fifth seed, first man out, or as like a legitimate wild card. Because to me, the fifth seed is reserved for like the team that is like capable of winning their division, but like has another really good team in their division. Like the Bucks last year were the fifth yeah. seed, but they were a quote unquote wild card team even though they end up going and winning the Super Bowl and were better than the team that won their division. That's what I think the Patriots will probably end up in that fifth spot because, like, the Colts are going to be there, but there's, like, a tiebreaker with the Colts, and, like, we don't know if the Colts are going to win out or not. Like, the Colts have two big games coming up. Um, but, no, I think that it's, it is an overstatement to say that the Patriots are going to miss the playoffs entirely. Are the Patriots going to win a playoff game? Like, we'll that's have to – that's story. the bigger Depends question. end up seeing – but I literally, like someone said on Twitter, there's a strong possibility that the Patriots miss the playoffs. And I think they were a Patriots fan account too. And I was like, what? No, there's not. Like there's a strong possibility we don't win the division. Yeah, we would need the Bills to lose, which probably won't happen. <laughs> right. So, yeah, no, I'd say that that's an overstatement. Yeah, I agree, okay. actually. Last one for the AFC East. Josh Allen put himself back in the MVP conversation after last week. Biggest overstatement of the fucking century. He has not <laughs> played that well all year long. And he beat a Patriots team that looked like shit. Like, it wasn't – I don't think that by watching that game, anyone can sit here and say – people were freaking out about some of the throws he was making. Dude, fucking Taylor Heineke was making those throws, getting blown out by 50 points. Like, I don't think that Josh Allen went out there and did anything where I, like, people, there were the NFL posts that kept on popping up where it was like, uh, list of things Josh Allen, only Josh Allen can do. And I was like, 
No, I know like ten <laughs> guys that have made that same throw. I was watching it. I was like, like, dude, I could fucking make that throw. Like he wasn't doing something where I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's an unbelievable play that he just made. Do I think that Josh Allen is in the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL? Absolutely. Do I think that he has had a season in which he can genuinely be put in the MVP conversation? No. Because Taylor has had a better season than he has. Rodgers, I think, has pretty much gotten it locked up because of what Brady did um, against the Saints, right? I think that Brady getting shut out against the Saints probably ruined his chances of being MVP this year. Um, Brady still had a better season even with getting shut out by the Saints. Like, I, there are too many guys that have had better seasons than Josh Allen for us to even think. Like, if he goes out and has two 500-yard games in the next two weeks, different conversation, Okay. Do I think that it's going to be enough? No. But the, I don't think there's any way for him – like, he's not in the MVP conversation. I'm going to say that this is an accurate statement. Sure. I think that – and I'm going to ding this on a technicality. Mm. I think that he put himself back in the conversation. I don't think he's going to win MVP, and I don't think that he can do enough to win MVP because I think we all know it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. I think we all know it should go to Jonathan Taylor. I think we all know it would have gone to Derrick Henry. This is a very weird year for the NFL, but I think that ultimately it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. However, people in the NFL media world and sports media world, i.e. you and I, love to play devil's advocate in a situation like this because we think it's too easy that Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP. Uh, And I think that the performance that Josh Allen had against the Patriots in a game that pretty much locked up the division on the road in a hostile environment where – I think he single-handedly tore apart that Patriots defense, missing one of your better receivers too, uh, and giving the ball to like a third, fourth string guy and Isaiah McKenzie all fucking day long. Um, I think that that puts his name back in the conversation. So I'm going to say that it's just, accurate to say that. Statistically, I don't think right? he'll win. He has more yards in total than Rodgers, but also keep in mind that Rodgers missed a couple of games, right? Mm-hmm. Um. He's, but he's, he's only got – it's 310 yards or something. I 350 yards, I think, that he's got um, more than him, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers, having played less games, has one less touchdown and eight less interceptions. Tom Brady has three more touchdowns and one less interception. Brady has a better completion percentage and more yards than Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers has a higher completion percentage than both Brady and Josh Allen. Rodgers has a significantly better QBR at 110. Allen's at 96.6. Brady's at 100. I don't think that there's a genuine statistical argument when you can look at these teams and say that Josh Allen – because this here's the thing. If, if we were looking at this team and saying, oh, my God, they're so much better this year than they were last year, then I think you could make a genuine case for him to be in, MV, in the MVP conversation, right? Because then it would be, you know, him having – I don't even think he's having that great of a season. I mean, he's having a pretty good season. I don't think it's an amazing season. Um, but, like, if they were doing way better this year than they did last year, then fine. But they're not. They're simply just not having a better season this year. He's probably going to have more yards this year. I'd be surprised if he had – less touchdowns than last year but his completion percentage is worse and he's got way more he's going to end up unless he doesn't throw another interception he's going to have the most interceptions he's thrown in his entire career 
Yeah, I, like, again, I don't like when comparing him to Brady and Rodgers, I don't think that he's better and I don't think he's going to win the MVP. But I do think that like I was sitting there, especially watching that game live, that was uh, like hats off. That was a good performance by him, like really good. Um, and as someone who was in the conversation last year, who already kind of had his name floated out there for an MVP candidate, I think a performance like that this late in the season with how meaningful that win was to the team in terms of, you know, playoff seeding and winning the division and, and, you know, all that comes with it. I think that it puts him back in the conversation, but it doesn't like, it's not like, Oh, he's better than Aaron Rodgers. Like I think he's now back in the conversation and that conversation is that he's not going to be better than Rodgers or Brady or Taylor, but he's, he's there. He's, he's on the bubble right now and he's getting an Atlanta defense. That's horrible this week. So Something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, I'd say that that's accurate. Okay. AFC West. This first one is a two-parter. The Chiefs will clinch the number one seed in the AFC and will be back in the AFC Championship for a fourth straight season. I'm going to say that this is accurate. I agree. I don't want it. Listen, I don't want it to happen unless the Patriots make it to the AFC Championship, in which I would love to play the Chiefs because the Patriots have never lost to the Chiefs in a game that matters. Um, yes, they're going to clinch the number one seed in the AFC. There's nobody who's going to um, rival them for, for the AFC title at this point. They're far and away the winners. Um, and I do think they'll be back in the AFC championship. You could say like, oh, they struggled against teams in the AFC this season. And a lot of their wins in the past, how many ever weeks that they've gone on this run have been against NFC teams. And that's all true. And, and yes, you could make the argument that like, yeah, they might, have another playoff woe like last year where they almost lost to the Browns or, or, or a team comes along and almost upsets them. But I think that they're destined to be in the AFC championship game and they're destined to lose to the Patriots. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'll go as far as to say that they're destined to lose to the Patriots. Um, they just are. It's, they've never beaten the Patriots in a game that's mattered. Right. But have they ever played the Patriots in a game that mattered that didn't involve Tom Brady at quarterback? No, but it doesn't matter. Mac Jones is the second coming of Tom Brady. Once this team gets rolling in the playoffs, there's no stopping us. Yeah, we've had a we've had a yeah, down couple to, weeks. The key, the key word to that is once they get rolling. Like, right, I don't, so we're gonna beat the Bengals in the wild card, and then we're gonna beat the Bills, and then we're gonna play the fucking Chiefs, and we're gonna beat them, and we'll be in SoFi in February. That's how it's gonna go. I wish I felt as optimistic as you did about the Patriots' chances. That being said, I think that the Chiefs have shown that they are back in the form that they were in. I think the big thing that I saw, which was something that Tony Romo was harping on a lot during the game against the Steelers, was that they're not relying on these massive explosive plays anymore. They are methodical and marching on offense. And I think that's terrifying because if before they were explosive – and that's what they were relying on. And now they can just get yardage whenever they want it. And they also have the ability to do the explosive plays. I don't know how a defense is going to stop that unless they have, you know, unless they have every single one of the 11 guys on the field having the best game of his life. Um, I think the Chiefs are a super dangerous team. And I was not thinking that five weeks into this season. So they've done an unreal job of turning it around. I'd be surprised if they lose another game 
uh, in the regular season. I mean, obviously there's only two left, um, but if they, you know, I think they only need to win one, right? I think so. And even, even if they lose two, like there's still like mathematical possibilities yeah. that they can win. So yeah. yeah. So they'll definitely, they'll, they'll be in the AFC championship. I don't think that there are two teams better than them. I don't even think that there's one. I mean, I don't either. I'm just saying that, like, even if there was a team that could beat them, I don't think that there's two. The So, so the only team that can rival them for the division, it's Bills and Titans, right? It's definitely not the AFC North. As, as the far as two teams can, that, and, well, no, the Bengals end up can end up with them. 11 wins. Oh, the Bengals have nine wins? What the fuck? <laughs> I, just, I thought that they were like eight and seven. No. Ugh. Oh, so the tight. I think the most realistic possibility is that the Titans end the season with twelve wins, and then the Bills will end the season with eleven. The Chiefs will end the season with thirteen, unless. Huh. Actually. Hmm. Speaking of which, fuck every single one of you who razzed us for not putting the Chiefs in, in 14 the, plus in the 14 plus category. Screw every single one of you. We were yeah. right. I would also I mean we'll get to it when we get to the NFC side of things, but like the Eagles. Ha, fuck everybody. I know they didn't win the division, but ha, you all said they were gonna win two games. <laughs> Look at them now, yeah. bitches. They're making the playoffs. I think okay. the only team that we were like really wrong about and it's not even really wrong about but i'm like as of right now like the broncos right we're only off it's the i think it's the Bengals. are are, do oh yeah we probably had the Bengals low too i i think we both had the Bengals in like less than four and they're gonna win their division but that i don't think a lot of people saw that coming Everybody was like, oh, the Ravens are going to win. The Browns are going to win. The Steelers are going to win. No had, one said Bengals. I, I, I had the Bengals in the five to six wins range, but I was definitely thinking they were going to end up with five. We, we both underestimated the Colts big time, but I don't think either one of us could have predicted Taylor's season. Yeah, no. Or the Colts, like, in general, that team. Granted, they, they started off exactly how we thought they were going to be, but they turned it on. Um, I overestimated – the bears um uh let's see oh we also underestimated the rams i underestimated the rams i think same i put them in seven to nine and they have 11 oh well seven to eight i have i have them in the nine and then seahawks we both over yeah but that nobody saw that coming either this is a horrible year um browns we both over you really overdid the saints if the saints win one more game i'm good see what that's one of the hot takes on this list later on so we'll talk about right i think but i i have something to say about that if washington wins (coughs) one more game i'm off by one and you're in the right range if they win two more i'm right and you're off by one got it but like Overall, we did a really good job. We did, and we got so much shit for it. We'll do a podcast once the season. We'll go through and take every single team, and then we'll do how many um, like tiers we were off by on average, and then which teams we were um, the 
like the worst you know prediction on right no and the thing is the the ones that we got wrong weren't even the ones that people were like saying we were gonna get wrong right like a lot of people were like oh the cardinals aren't gonna be this good and we're spot on with that like i was big on the eagles like spot on with that yeah the Um, only ones we were down on the giants spot on with that (laughs) the only one that anyone could you know when you go through it that anyone was right about with that we Denver, right? Yeah, Denver. Denver's. Yeah. It, it, I don't think because we didn't get any shit for the Bengals being where we put them. No, no. And even so, the Broncos are at the bottom of their division. So, like, I guess, like, right. yes, they won more games than we said they were going to, but they still suck. Right. All right. Um. So yeah, we both. So you said that the Chiefs. We both said that that was accurate. Right, that that was an accurate statement that the yep. Chiefs are going to clinch and go to the AFC Championship. Okay, next one: the Chargers are not a playoff team. The Chargers are not a playoff team. Not a playoff team. So, what's the definition of that? Does that mean they're not a team that's going to make the playoffs? I don't know. I just took it from Twitter. They're not a playoff team. I don't know. It, I don't know. I think that's an understatement. I think the Chargers are overrated. I don't think they're all that good. They don't know how to win games. Nothing new there. They're way too risky with the going for it on like fourth and 30. Um, I don't think that they're that good. Yeah, they have a a good core of guys like Justin Herbert, uh, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yes, that's a good core group, but I don't think that this team is as good as everybody makes them out to be. And everyone says, like, oh, they're a dark horse. Like, I think they get fucking blown out if they make the playoffs in the first round. So I think that's an understatement, that they're not a playoff team. I think they're horrible. I think it's – in. so the statement is that they're not a playoff team? Right. I think that is – so wait, so no, you think it's an overstatement that they're not a playoff team? No, understatement. It's an understatement because over I think they're that worse. They were, <laughs> that they were worse? Yes. I think wait, that no. not a playoff team doesn't do how bad they are justice. Right, so that's an understatement. You think it's an understatement. Yeah, that, right. okay. So I think it's an overstatement just simply because like, forget about how good they are, because I agree with you on the strength of the team. Absolutely. I think that they're going to get killed whoever they play in the playoffs. But that being said, the Chargers' next game is against the Broncos. They'll probably win that game. The Dolphins are the next closest team to them. They're probably going to lose to the Titans next week, right? So the Chargers, by definition, because of the tiebreakers that they already hold, forget the rest of the teams at this point, right? Just by them winning next week and the Dolphins losing, they end up in the playoffs. They're in the playoff picture for next week, right? Yeah. Then the Raiders are probably going to lose to the Colts. I'd be surprised if the Ravens beat the Rams, especially if – Lamar is as injured as it seems that he is. The Steelers aren't close enough for them to matter. The Browns will probably beat the Steelers. They'll end up at eight and eight though, which the only reason why the Steelers and the Browns are even really in the playoff picture is because they can both still win their division, right? Like 
technically they can make it into the wild card, but it's highly unlikely. Um, so the Browns will probably win against the Steelers. They'll move up to eight and eight, um, which makes week 18 very interesting because the Bengals are probably going to lose next week. They're playing the Chiefs and the Bengals play the Browns week 18. So whoever wins between the two of them wins the division ends up as the four seed probably. Yeah. Um, so that, that's an interesting one. I, I'm just spitballing that one. But right, like you look down in most of the teams below them are going to lose. And the one team that they need above them to lose is probably going to lose next week. And then I don't know who their last game is. Um, their last game is against the Raiders. Right? And the Raiders aren't a super strong team either. The Raiders have won a lot of games, but they're they're very up and down. So right. I think that the state like that, that they're not a playoff team is an overstatement by definitely. I don't think that they're a good playoff team, but they'll I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll sneak into that seven spot unless the Dolphins pull off an unreal upset of somebody. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Next one. Speaking of the Raiders, the Raiders would have competed for the AFC West title had it not been for the several distractions they've dealt with this season. I'm going under. Understatement. Not enough people are talking about this. The Chiefs struggle against AFC teams. Had the Raiders not had that whole bullshit with their coach and Henry Ruggs and everything that followed after that, I think that you can scratch off at least one of the Chiefs' losses, probably the loss to Washington, maybe the loss to the Bengals even, maybe the loss to the Giants even. You know, like maybe oh, loss to the Bears. To the Giants. Like they lost to the Bears. Like I think if none of this happens, this could team could have won wins. the AFC West. Yeah. They, they could have 12. Yeah. No, and I, nobody's I saying anything about that. Everyone's just I like, think, oh, whatever. The Chiefs are so scene. good. Yeah, I'm accurate. going under. No one's talking about it. And like we were big on the Raiders before the season. Like, fuck yeah. it, they're still good. They're just, I think they're just so depleted because of everything that happened this season. It's tough because like, if there was ever a year to get that division title away from the Chiefs, it was probably this one because they yeah. struggled. Not only did they struggle in the beginning of the season, but they couldn't beat AFC teams. And the Raiders had beaten the Chiefs last year. And the Chargers, like, played the Chiefs really well. Didn't they beat them? The Chargers? Uh, beat who? The Chiefs. This year? Yeah, and last, right? Um, I don't remember last So they year. beat them in overtime. The Chargers – yeah, the Chargers beat them yeah, on September 26th. Yeah. So you had already lost to – one divisional opponent. And, and they took him to OT again, too. Yeah, in the second game. Right. And to sit like, and the Raiders, both games against them were after all of this stuff happened. This Whereas is the, the Chargers played them early on in the year. They, they go through this four game stretch is probably the funniest four game stretch I, I've ever seen. They lose by 15 to the Broncos, they beat the Bengals who've looked excellent recently, by 19. Then they um, 
what I, oh, sorry. I miscounted my four. Sorry. They beat the Bengals by 19. They beat the Giants by 16. They take the Chargers to overtime. Or sorry, they take the Chiefs to overtime. And then they lose to the Texans by 12. Right. That Texans loss, granted, I didn't watch the game, but we were sitting at the fucking Patriots game watching the score on the scoreboard. And it was like, Farula tapped me at one point. He goes, the Chargers are going to lose. And I was like, no, they're not. Not to the Texans. I was like, they'll come back. And they just never did. It was like, what was the final score? 41-29 or something? Yeah, 41-29. Boom. Fucking unbelievable. That's, like, atrocious. That's why I think the Chargers are not a playoff team. (laughs) Okay, last one for the AFC West. This one pisses me off so much. Drew Locke is a capable starting quarterback and deserves a starting job. Overstatement. 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 People were stroking him off because of some of the throws he made. Who cares? His numbers were horrible. He accounted for a, a few dozen turnovers in his career. Not to mention the he did some of the throws. Like people are like, oh, he's getting a bad rap. Like watch him step up in the pocket here and deliver a nice strike. It's the same issue for me as Nikhil Harry, right? Yes, I think that Nikhil Harry's <laughs> only value is as a run blocker. That's that what I'm saying. Only value. Everyone is like trying to like pick these little plays where they do something good that isn't their main job it's like oh look at drew Locke's mobility in the pocket it's like yeah but he's not a good quarterback oh Nikhil harry's such a blocker first round wide receiver like not good it's it pisses me off so much everybody i don't know if you saw this but everybody i saw tiktoks that people were making about how drew drew Locke like played phenomenal on sunday i was like i didn't think he played all that well and i didn't even watch the game i watched the highlights but i didn't watch the game live and if you look at his numbers, let me pull up his numbers real quick. Because people were trying to justify the fact that his receivers were throwing the game. Like, people were actually saying that, like, Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick and um, who's the tight end? Noah Fant were, like, purposefully throwing the game. I don't know why. Um, okay, where is it? What game was that? What, this week? Yeah, who they just play? The Raiders. He's 15 for 22, 153 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, sacked twice, QB rating of 87. That's not good. That's just not. Yeah. Not that at all. really isn't good. I don't know why people are giving him credit for a loss in which he threw the ball 20, 17, no, 22 times. Completed 17 for 153 yards, was sacked twice, and didn't get in the end zone. Like, am I fucking stupid for thinking that he's not good? Because he's not. Like, yeah, they had to start him because Teddy Bridgewater KO'd himself. But, no, he's not – he doesn't deserve a starting job, and he's not a capable starting quarterback on this team or on any other team. I would take – no, I'm not going to go that far. Never mind. You know what I was going to say. So, um, one thing of note. Sorry, I was just flipping through it because I got a notification. Um, Patriots will likely clinch playoffs this week. Um, yeah. Because all they have to do is beat the Jaguars and Miami loses. Oh. So that's it. See ya. That, that, that's what it says. <laughs> uh, 
there's like an article up that has all of these scenarios for how to teams can either clinch their division or clinch playoffs. I remember it now, by the way, who wrote the hot take for that. It was some moron at ESPN. It wasn't a tweet. What, the Drew Locke one? No, the, the Patriots. There's a strong possibility oh. that they miss the playoffs. That's wild. What a, well, nothing new. Far be it from ESPN to be inaccurate in everything they say. All right, I'm going to go to the AFC North now. The first one. The Bengals are back. <laughs> this is the only one I could find for the Bengals. <laughs> back from what? I don't know. <laughs> like, at what point? Like, it, it, like... <laughs> This is the like only the, take I could find for the Bengals. If you said New England is back, that makes sense because there was a very recent period of time when they were on top of the NFL and then also a very recent period of time succeeding that uh, successful time where they sucked right. and now they're back. Like they're playing well again, <laughs> right? They're back. That makes sense. Yeah. When was the last time the Bengals won a playoff game? I, I think maybe they, they mean more they're back this season. Like they were, they were hot in the beginning of the year and then they cooled off and now maybe they're back. I don't know. I'm calling it an overstatement because, because this Bengals team is too inconsistent for me to label them as legitimate playoff contenders. Just way too inconsistent. I'm calling it I refuse to answer the question because I think the statement's stupid. <laughs> That's fair. I'm saying it's an overstatement just because they they in recent weeks have played really close games and then they get a Ravens team that's playing with like the seventh string quarterback and no yeah. no offense at all and they win by twenty. Like I don't think that qualifies them as being back from anything. No. So yeah, they're probably gonna win the they might not even win the division. Like yeah, I, if they, I mean they're gonna lose this week and then if all of a sudden the Browns beat them week eighteen. See ya. Right. But then there's other scenarios where, like, the Steelers could sneak in or the, or the Ravens. Like, well, if the Steelers division, win out and – The Steelers have a less than 15% chance to make it, so they're the odd man out. But well, could. no, if the Steelers win out and the Bengals lose out, they make it. And that's not really out of the question. Why? Because the Steelers have to play Cincinnati and Cleveland? No, no, no. They play Baltimore and somebody else. They, well, so they play Cleveland this week. I don't know. They've got, they probably play Cleveland this week and then Baltimore next week. Yeah, they end with Baltimore. Yeah, so, I mean, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, there's a genuine chance that they win two games. And if they yeah, win but two then games, the Bengals the would also have to lose out. Right, which can happen. Right, which and then the Ravens, would have to, the Ravens would have to lose out. And that can happen. They're playing the Rams. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is literally all the Steelers have to do is win two games. I think if the Steelers win two games, they win their division. I don't think. I don't think that it's. I think that. Well, I think I'm more confident in the Browns' ability to win the division. Yeah. Um. Just because I think the Steelers suck. Yeah. Um. And especially the the Browns hold their destiny in their hands, essentially, right? Because we know that the Bengals are going to lose this week. There's no way that they. Well, 
Who knows? I don't think there's a chance that they beat the Chiefs. So the Browns effectively hold their playoff destiny in their own hands. I mean, so so does everybody except for the Steelers. The Browns are in last right now in that division. Right, but even the Steelers have it in their hands. Every single team in that division well, has no, it in their own Well, no, the Steelers hands. can win out and still miss. Right, but it's highly unlikely because right, but that's if, not in their own hands. Because if if the Steelers win out, it will right. But technically, the it's the same. The Steelers and the Browns are both in the same situation, right? The team that they need to lose is probably going to lose this week, right? Because you have Baltimore playing the Rams, and you have the Bengals playing the Chiefs. I think both of those teams lose. Which means that all these guys, whoever wins that game, all they have, to, whoever wins between the Steelers and the Browns, all they have to do next week is win. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. That so, it's the NFC East of last year. Yes, technically <laughs> they don't own. You know, they don't hold their own destiny in their hands, right? Like technically speaking, they don't. But realistically speaking, they do. Because come week 18, either the Steelers or the Browns just have to win, and they win their division. Yes, unless the Bengals win this week. Which they won't. Or they win. Well, the, the only situation I think and the Ravens for the Bengals would. to clinch right now is To if, win. I don't think they can clinch the division this week other than with a win. Yeah, no, not other than with a win. I actually no. If Baltimore loses, if everybody and, loses. Well, they, that's not possible because the Steelers and the Browns. Right, I think. I think if Baltimore loses and Steelers and Browns tie, they would clinch. Yeah, I don't, they they would probably need a win to clinch this week. I don't know. That's going to be so interesting to watch. Just like I, I just hope it's not the Ravens. I just hope it's the, anybody except for the Ravens. I mean, yeah, Ravens are in danger of missing playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Because <laughs> even, even with a win in Week 18 over the Steelers, which they'll probably get, if I'm assuming Lamar is back. He returned to practice with a pronounced limp today. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's why I was like, I don't think that he's – you know, because I saw that notification earlier. I don't know. Speaking of the Ravens, here's the hot take. This one's going to be interesting. The Ravens are a better team without Lamar Jackson. That's an overstatement. I think it's accurate. Uh, no, because if they had Lamar, they would have won this week. I don't know about that. <laughs> if they had Huntley, I think they would have won this week. Huntley is a better Lamar Jackson. People just don't want to admit it. We say better Lamar Jackson. He, hey, That's Seth, a more what, interesting what can point. he do that Lamar can't? Throw, <laughs> and he can run, and he can win. I don't know. I just think that Lamar gets you two more points against the Packers. I think that Lamar gets you three more points against the Browns. I know what would have gotten them a win against the Packers. Not going for it after you had a chance to tie the game with a PAT. Right, but you can't blame Twice. you can't blame Harbaugh for that because he yes, asked I can. his players. No, he asked his players what they wanted to do. Okay, then I'll blame the players. 
Yeah, you can blame the players. And Harbaugh. You can't blame, he shouldn't you can't be blame asking Harbaugh. His, he shouldn't. No, no, I'm going to. He shouldn't be asking his players what he wants to do. Fuck that. They're the ones the out coach. there. They're the one. He's like, he's got to gauge their confidence. No, you, you had already lost a game doing that earlier this year. Carp and I had this discussion this week. Is it better to go for two there or kick the field goal? And Carp said it's better to go for two because he said, quote, if you can't win the game on one play, then you can't win the game. And I 1,000% disagree with that. If you go for it on two and don't get it, your chances of winning the game are DOA. That's it. You're done. Like You lose. If you kick the extra point, you are now giving yourself a chance in overtime to win the game. With right, more than what, like, if you can't, like, and I don't think that you can't say, like, oh, they couldn't get it on the two-point conversion, so they wouldn't have won in overtime. What if they won the toss in overtime, went down, and scored a touchdown? Then they win. As, if I'm head coach, I'm kicking the field goal, right? Right. Like, I'm just, I'm going for the extra point. That's just how I like to run it, okay? I would much rather, you know, instead of, granted, it's only two yards, but playing a team, but so here's the thing, right? Like my normal inclination is to kick the extra point. That being said, you're playing the Packers. I'm not confident in my ability to beat the Packers just in whoever scores the most points right now in one drive. You know, I don't know that I'm that confident, especially if I'm the Ravens head coach. I don't think I am, which is why it makes sense to me that they went for two, because I think that they had a better chance of winning, getting like, you need two yards, okay? Two yards. I, I disagree. I, you need two yards playing against the goal line stand, playing against, like, yeah, the, the Packers were missing a lot of starters on defense, especially in the secondary. But it's everybody knows what you're doing there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just need to get two yards. So there's no, like, this isn't, like, a fourth and one where defenses still have to put their guys back because you could – go for like a throw down the field and score a touchdown. Like you just need two yards and that's it. So the Packers are defending with their lives, that goal line to make sure that you don't complete it or, you know, get the ball over the goal line. I think that if you kick that extra point, you're 31, 31, right? Let's say you go to overtime and lose the toss and hold them to a field goal. You still have the chance to go down and either tie the game or win the game. You go to overtime and you win the toss. You can go down and kick a field goal to take the lead or score a touchdown to win the game. I don't subscribe to the whole, if you can't win the game in one play, then you can't win the game at all. And I also don't think that, like, if you're the Ravens there, especially with how, like, up and down your season has been with your starter missing, playing against a good team, if you were able to hold the leader of the NFC North to to one point, I, like there's no way in hell you're going for two there to try and win the game. You you live to fight another day. You kick the extra point and then take your loss in overtime. But I don't think that if the Ravens had kicked the extra point and then lost in overtime, anyone would have said, "Oh, they should have went for it." You give yourself that, a yes, better chance to win the game in overtime. Yeah, like, I don't think no doubt in my mind you yeah. gave yourself a higher chance to win in overtime if you kicked the extra point. Because it's one, you are deciding your fate on one play. Whereas in overtime, there's an abundance of plays that could happen that could change the game. Say you lose the toss, but you, they throw a pick six, you win the game. You know, there, it's, right. it's one play that if it doesn't work out, then it's over. 
Whereas if you go to overtime, you can still play defense and stop them or hold them to three, even if you don't win the toss. And if you do win the toss, hey, the game's in your hands now. I just, to do that twice in one season, you cost yourself two wins, in my opinion. You probably cost yourself the division. And your quarterback fucking sucks. Bottom line, the Ravens are a better team without Lamar Jackson. And I've been saying this all along. I know, I know that you have. They well are a better that. team. I saw someone on Twitter say this, and I followed him. <laughs> nice. Okay, next one. Ben Roethlisberger's last game will be a loss. To the Ravens. It's an interesting one. I'm going to say it's accurate. I, I think so, too. Yeah, I, I don't see a way that the Steelers team beats the Ravens in a game that matters for both teams, most likely. Probably more for the Ravens. Yeah. Because, look, the Ravens well, are playing they, they'll the Rams still be this able week. To, they might be able to still squeak into a, a wild card spot if they win week 18. I not, think in, even, in even all the likelihood, the Ravens are going to have a better record than the Steelers in that game. Yes, entering the game, absolutely. I.e., I think the Steelers are going to lose this week. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I do think that he will – like the Ravens will probably have a chance to make the wild card, and the Steelers are probably going to be out of playoff contention. The Steelers are a joke to begin with. Um, someone on TikTok today, I saw a video, made a compilation of all the times that Chase Claypool screwed over the Steelers this season and it is the best video you've ever seen there's more than one. Oh, there's so many times where he's taken unsportsmanlike conduct penalties or has done the less smart play that ends up costing them yardage or like field position or whatever it may That's be crazy it's like a 30 minute video it's awesome and i hate chase playpool so i watched the whole thing from start to finish that's actually so funny. It's great. Yeah, so no, that team is not going to band together. The Steelers were way better last year, and they weren't that good last year either. No, they went undefeated beating retired. a bunch of shitty teams. People are saying Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Steelers. So that was a discussion I saw. I, I don't remember who initiated it. There was a discussion on, I think it was Get Up on ESPN, that was like Ugh. if Aaron Rodgers was – you know, like next year, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Steelers, they'd be a legitimate contender. And that's an interesting statement. I tend to agree with it. I think that the Steelers have guys in place where they could win. Now, granted, there's a lot of injury issues and there's a lot of other things that, you know. But, I mean, like, look, you got Najee Harris, who's been unbelievable. Um, You don't have terrible wide receivers. Like, as, you know, much as Chase Claypool has managed to mess up a lot of things for the Steelers, it's not like he's a bad wide receiver. Juju's not terrible. Um, And then they've got that one other guy whose name I'm forgetting. Deontay Johnson. Yes, thank you. Uh, Who is their best wide receiver. Yeah. And their defense is pretty good. Like, it's not the worst defense I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I think if you add Aaron Rodgers to that team, they're, I, I, you know, they're a very competitive team. Now, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm not touching the Steelers with a 10-foot pole. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers will be a career Packer. 
I don't think that yeah, there's any chance in hell after this season. Like, why would he leave? What reason? I think there were there were two schools of thought heading into this season. Was that he's going to come in and he's just going to play fuck around football? He and Devontae Adams, and they're going to leave together and go somewhere else. But I I find it hard to believe that after the season that this team has had, that he's going to leave. I think he's coming right back to Green Bay. They're probably going to make a deep playoff run this year. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, um, but I think he's going to go back to Green Bay. That's a different conversation for another time. Okay, last one in the AFC North. Baker Mayfield will not be the starting quarterback in Cleveland next year. That is an overstatement. I'm going to say it's accurate. I think they're going to move on. from. I think they're going to miss the playoffs, and they're going to move on from him. Yeah, see, I think they're going to end up making the playoffs. I just, I, I think that they have, I have, I, I just think that they're better than the Bengals, even with how much they've struggled recently. Like, I think that, I mean, they're, they're a couple of picks away from, and which, by the way, not all of the picks that Baker threw were his own fault. Um, there were a couple where they were like really bad. Um, but I think that he doesn't get as much credit as he probably should. Um, I don't think he's nearly as bad as people think that he is. That's not to say that I think he's like a, you know, top five quarterback or anything, but I think that he's, you know, I think that he's still a top 15, top 20. And if he's a top 15, top 20, unless they can bring in a guy, you know, like say Aaron Rodgers decides he's leaving green Bay and they can somehow bring him in. Right. Like I don't think that there's going to be a guy available to them. That's better than Baker. I I think that, I don't know. This season came as a shock to everybody. I think everybody thought the Browns were going to be a lot better. Um, and Baker's playing hurt and the OBJ thing. Which definitely. I call bullshit on that. You don't a think he's hurt? labrum in your left shoulder. Really? Like, that must be – like, I don't understand. Like, maybe it is possible that he had such a ridiculous tear in his labrum that is – arm is like falling off and that's why he has to wear that brace but i personally was running around with a torn labrum for a pretty long time <laughs> um and i wasn't having any issues i was able but to say you, you also you're also not getting hit by a 300 pound lineman remember my point is that it's not even <laughs> throwing shoulder i know but still like it's just i don't I don't see how you can say that his left shoulder, like, sh- I, I, I just, I don't, I don't think that we should be using the the torn labor in his non-throwing shoulder as an excuse for him not playing well. I don't know. I mean, that's like, it, he's probably re-aggravating that injury every week because he's taking a lot of hits on that side. Like, I, I can, I, I think it's a decent enough excuse to be like, all right, you get a pass for like, He's playing through probably a pretty significant injury, we assume. So, I don't know. I, I do think that they'll probably move on from him, though. Uh, I think it, the season's overall been a disappointment for both him and for the team. So, this may be his last year in Cleveland. I think it's accurate to say that, that, that he won't be the starting quarterback. I'll say – I mean, it'll be interesting. I – Let's see. If, I mean, the season ends the 19th. I don't know that he'll be the starting QB week one. 
Because assuming he has surgery on this, like if, like okay, well, I'm that, so I'm saying that he's not going to be on the team. No, I think he'll that be they're on going the team. to seek another starter. I think he'll be officially QB one. I don't know that he starts week one because I think that it's going to be a very close timeline for him to be back. But maybe he gets put back in earlier than you know normally you would have to because um, it isn't his throwing shoulder. So. I don't know. All right. Last division, the AFC, the AFC South. This one comes straight from ESPN, our favorite people. Mm-hmm. The Titans are legitimate Super Bowl contenders if Derrick Henry returns from IR before the playoffs. Accurate statement. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate too. Um, as much as I don't want it to be accurate, I think that it is. Without Derrick Henry, they've still got 10 wins. So yeah. like with him, I think they can probably rival – any team in the AFC. Yep. Do I think they'll win a Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll see. No. Okay. Next one. The Colts will win a playoff game this season. I think that's accurate. I think Likewise. I think it's um you know, it'll be interesting. Nothing would make me happier than the Colts somehow being the 7 seed and ending up playing the 2 seed Titans in the first round and Derrick Henry's back. That'll be a great game. I would fucking love that game. And it could happen. Could yeah, definitely it happen. It really right? could happen. But yeah. I mean, I'd love to see it. Nothing would make me happier. Yeah. You know, the Colts are legit. Like, I'll give them their credit. They're good. Carson Wentz is not. I will not give Carson Wentz credit. Him being out this week doesn't make a difference for this team at all. Jonathan yeah, Taylor saw, carries I, the team. He was, you know how Bleacher Report does their, like, uh, game of zones or something? Yeah, I don't watch that, but sure. I, I don't watch it, but like I, I end up tapping through the like the story on Instagram, and they had a thing, um, that was like, uh, Wentz on the COVID list this week. Are you worried? Like, would you be worried? And said, Yeah, I'd be worried, or No, not worried. And I was like, Uh, no, not worried, not even not worried, worried at all. Like he doesn't. He throws he for less than a hundred yards every game. Does not change their chances of winning the game. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they could be a better team without him. Like, who knows? He's just a waste of space. He looks like such a fucking Muppet wearing his mask on the sidelines. I love that he got COVID. Not that, you know, like, I love – I don't wish I COVID on anybody, but I do like he wears the mask on the it. sidelines, but he's not vaccinated. I was like – Yeah, and I love that he, like, plays without them. You know, like, it seems, like, stupid to me. Like, it's, it's just it's, – it's weird to me that someone who – made the decision to not get vaccinated is also conscious about wearing their mask on the sideline. Like that's just a weird. Yeah. Well, first of all, he looks like a moron. And secondly, you were playing football, yeah. you know, like your face mask isn't protecting you from COVID and you're probably closer on the field to guys than you are on the sideline. And also on the sideline, like you're not breathing heavy. Right. Yeah. You're probably like- omitting more oxygen yeah. what particles when you're on the field when you're getting sacked five times a game jesus um yeah i do think that they'll probably snap off a win but it will not be on the shoulders of carson wentz at all it'll yeah. be jonathan taylor uh the texans are a much better team than they've shown this year i think that's an understatement i think that they do have like crazy potential um and we've seen it they they score a lot of points brandon cooks is really good this mills kid is fucking good too like imagine if they had deshaun watson like whoa yeah, no, that's, yeah, I'll take it. That's an understatement. Yeah, if they had Deshaun Watson, they'd be fucking dirty. Yeah, I mean, even without him, like, they, 
I think that they've had the potential to be a lot better than they've played on the field. Yes, 100%. So, yeah, I'll say that's an understatement. Not a lot of people are getting, giving them the credit that they deserve. Uh, they score a lot of points. They have a high-flying offense. So, yeah, plus they lost, like, two of their biggest players in the past three years in DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watts. Like, you have to recover from that, too, you know? Yeah. You, you replace DeAndre Hopkins, at least, with fucking David Johnson, who's, like, mediocre at best. Yeah. Um, Urban Meyer was not the problem in terms of winning in Jacksonville. Understatement. People are trying to blame the season on Urban Meyer, and I think that they just suck. Yes, he was a problem in terms of, like, kicking his players uh, and all the bullshit that he did. But, no, I don't think replacing him makes this team any better. If if they took this exact team and they just go into next year or you were to, like, redo the season and have a coach other than Urban Meyer, but everything else is the same, I think maximum they win another two games. I don't think that he significantly impacted them that much. Like, I don't think that just changing the head coach is going to – make them win a significant amount more. Do I think that the fact that they haven't necessarily performed any better since he got fired is an indication that it wasn't his fault? No, because I think that the culture is still going to be there, right? Like it's still his coaching staff. The guys on the team are still affected by it. I'm sure that by the time he finally got fired, there were a lot of guys that were like, thank God, let's just finish the season, right? Like, I think that the motivation is low for a lot of them. Um, and then especially now, I mean, James Robinson goes out. He's arguably their best offensive player. Like, I, I, There's not a lot else that you can expect from them. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. I think it's an understatement. Uh, I don't think it, like, just looking at this team and at the way that they played. Yeah, the coach has a lot to do with it, but you, your players still need to go out on the field and compete. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that this team has any talent at all. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence was a really good quarterback in college. And, like, yeah, he'll, I think I rope him in the Zach Wilson category. He'll be middle of the pack. Um, but I don't think that this team is going to see wins anytime soon. So I think it's an understatement. I think a lot of people are trying to justify how bad they were and how middle of the pack, not even middle of the pack, bottom of the barrel that uh, Trevor Lawrence has been this year by saying Urban Meyer was a big, like, you know, toxic figure and that he should never have been the head coach. Probably true that he should never have been the head coach. Those are all true things, but I don't think you can justify how bad this team has been with Urban Meyer. That's, I don't yeah, think that's I an excuse. Think I think it's an understatement that he was not the problem. Okay, we're on to the NFC now. Let's rapid fire some of these because we're on almost two hours. Um, the Cowboys will appear in the NFC championship game this season. I think that's accurate. Uh, I'm going to say it's an overstatement. I think we're going to get a rematch from last year. I think it's going to be Packers and Buccaneers. Is that possible? What, Pack Buccaneers? Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Um, They're both division winners. They're probably going to be one and two. Yeah, if they're one and two, it's possible. 
in the championship game or would they play each other in the second? No, round? it's pot. Yeah. Because in the divisional round, so the, the first team, the first seed gets whoever wins in the game involving. Oh, actually, no, you're right. They could play each other in the divisional. I was going to say, it's probably, it's likely that they'll see each other in the divisional round. Yeah. Cause I think they play whoever wins in the seven and two game. Yeah. So unless one sure of those teams that. slips. Yeah. I'm still going to say it's an overstatement. I don't think they're good enough to be in that game. I don't think so either. See, like they could. S- no, I'm going to say, that, yeah, they're, they're not, they're not going to make it to the NFC championship. They'll lose in the divisional, maybe even in the wild card. Um, they're, they've had such an up and down season. I don't think them pumping the Washington football team this last week is an indication that they are scary. Yeah, that, I don't that, think that, that needed to happen. Uh, yeah. That was inevitable that that win was like everybody saw that coming from a mile away. That the Washington team had like all these COVID issues um, in the past couple weeks. And Amari Cooper called out the offense in Dallas this week and said, like, oh, that we're, we're a lot better than, than, you know, they say what we say. They're better on paper, you know, yeah. than they are on the field, that they should be a lot better on the field. He said that. He came out and said that they need to be better. Um, but, yeah, that win is not indicative of how the rest of the season is going to go. I don't think they're making it to the NFC Championship. Overstatement. Yeah. Next. I like this one. Nick Sirianni will lead the Eagles to the playoffs in his first season as their head coach. Accurate. Accurate. Accurate as fuck. This team is making the playoffs. I mean, they're in the playoff, like, picture right now. I think they're the seventh seed. Yeah, I think they're in. And let me just check the standings real quick. Who, who else do they play? They finish up with the Washington football team and the Cowboys. They could win both of those games. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they'll finish 9-8. and eight. Most likely. And I think that gets them in, right? Uh, likely? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, I'm going to say that's accurate. They're going to make the playoffs. I, I, I like the Eagles a lot. I think that they had the potential to be even better than they were this year. They dropped some games that they probably shouldn't have dropped. But... I think they're going to sneak in as a wild card team and they're going to prove me right. Next one. Taylor Heineke will be the starting quarterback in Washington next season. That's an overstatement. I think it's accurate. I don't, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're in the market for a quarterback. I think they're going to stick with him. I just don't see how you can look at that team and say that they're just, you know, that that Heineke is going to win them enough games. I, just, oh, I, I agree. I don't think he's going to be a good starting quarterback, but I think Fitzpatrick's a free agent. He might retire. I don't think that he resigns there. Um, and I don't think that they're going to be in the market for any other quarterback. I, w- I would have said Cam Newton had he not lost five straight games as a starter. Yeah. So because of just, just because of Ron Rivera. So that leaves you with, either trade for a quarterback or sign like a mediocre quarterback. And I think at that point, Heineke's your best option. Yep. So I'm going to say it's accurate that he'll start next year. Okay. The Giants offensive incompetence will keep them out of the playoffs for five plus seasons. Accurate. Understatement. (laughs) 
Dude, they're so bad. I think Judge's job is probably safe. I think the GM is going to be gone, whether he gets fired or resigns or retires, whatever it may be. Right. Uh, this team's horrible. They're awful. They're terrible. They played a divisional opponent in a game that they probably could have been competitive in and won and lost by 24. Mm-hmm. They're just not good. And I don't see this team being good in the future. Your future quarterback is awful. Like, your guy is not good. Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. He's just not. No. I'm sorry. He's not. Saquon's going to leave because this team can't win. And then you're left with what? Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay. Those guys aren't legitimate receivers. Who's the young kid? I don't even remember his name. He has a weird name. Sterling Shepard? No, no, no. The, the rookie. Shoot, what's his name? He has a weird name. He's good, but he's not great. Um, Giants. It's on the t- Oh, Tony. Is it Kadarius Tony? That might be right. That sounds, that sounds like that a name right. that I've heard. That's right. Kadarius Tony. He's good. He had some he had some decent games earlier this year. He had 189 receiving yards against the Cowboys. He had 78 receiving yards against the Saints. Um he had yeah, he's had a couple good games, but not good enough to be like the guy. So yeah, I say it's accurate that the Giants will probably not be in the playoffs for a long time. Okay. NFC West. The Rams will win their third NFC West title under Sean McVay. Accurate? Yeah. But I don't think that the wording of that limits it to this year. Okay, this season. Oh, so this season? They're going to win the, they will win the NFC. Yeah. The question is yeah. are they going to win the NFC West this year? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, I think it's accurate. Uh, I w- two weeks ago, I would have said it's an overstatement. Now, times have changed. It's accurate. They're probably going to win. Um, after dropping two straight, the Cardinals are out of Super Bowl talks for now. I'll say that's accurate for now. Sure, if they win out, then I think it's going to be a different conversation. Yeah, I say it's accurate just because the fashion of the losses was not great. Sure. You know, J.J. Watt went out earlier this year. That's a key piece you're missing on defense. DeAndre Hopkins is done for the rest of the regular season. But that shouldn't have stopped them from beating the Lions or the Colts. Really shouldn't have. They, they've looked atrocious on offense in the past two weeks. So I'd say it's accurate. I think that they're – again, we're talking about conversation. I think they're out of the Super Bowl conversation right now. I think people are probably going to write them off. Um Division's probably going to go to the Rams in all likelihood. So, yeah, I'd say it's accurate to say they're out of the Super Bowl conversation for now. Uh, Jimmy G will not be the starter in San Francisco next year. Uh, that is a understatement. You think that? You I think, think not only will he not be the starter, I think he's just going to get cut. Right. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I'll just call it accurate because, and the only reason I say is, listen, this team is a dark horse to make the playoffs still. They went on a little bit of a run. So, yes, they could make the playoffs. But as we talked about earlier this year on the podcast, there was a report that came out that barring a Super Bowl run, Jimmy G will not be the starter next year and that they're going to go to Trey Lance. Right. So taking that information, seeing as though they probably will not make a Super Bowl run, I'm going to say that it's accurate that he will not be the starting quarterback in San Francisco next year. 
And this will be the first, or I guess the start. This one was worded weird. It was on Twitter. This will be the first of many losing seasons for the Seahawks. I think they're, they're trying to say that the Seahawks are about to go on a string of losing seasons. I think that's an overstatement. I don't think it's going to be a ton. I don't think – like, I think they can turn it around easily. Now, do I think it's, a, it's possible that they all of a sudden start going on a streak of losing season? Absolutely. You know, if they lose – if they're losing the season again next year, I don't know how long Russ's contract is. But if he leaves at the end of his contract, they could be in a dark hole. You know, there's a lot of improvements that need to be made. Like, I don't think it's out of the question. I just don't think it'll happen. I'm going to say this is an understatement because I think a lot of people have that mindset. Like, oh, no, it's the Seahawks. They'll be fine. They're, they've won double-digit, you know, games every season for the past X amount of seasons, and they've been a playoff team every year. I think that this team is on the brink of imploding. I, I legitimately think that you're about to – you're going to see the snowball effect. I think Russ is going to be out. I think Pete Carroll is going to be out. They don't have enough – they don't have a run game. They don't have enough weapons to, to keep them afloat. Their defense even is mediocre aside from Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams isn't even playing all that well. Um, their defense is pretty mediocre. I think they're going to they're gonna be bad for the next couple seasons at least. I, I just – I think that they're on the brink of just falling apart. Total rebuild. Okay, two more divisions. NFC North. The Packers have the most effective running back room in the NFL. The Packers? Yeah. I think, I think it's a huge understatement. I I don't think I think everybody says like, oh, it's um it's Madison and Cook in Minnesota. Even this season, people said it's the Patriots with Stevenson and Harris. Um I think it's a Massive understatement. I think that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are far and away the best running back tandem in the NFL. Like, no question. A.J. Dillon alone could be the starting running back for this team. He's super talented. He's building a horse. And I think Aaron Jones is the best running back in the league. I do. I've been saying this for a while now. Name me another running back that's been as consistent and effective as Aaron Jones has been in the last four seasons. I mean, I think Alvin Kamara and Derrick Henry definitely deserve some credit. I think Derrick Henry is probably the only one that I could say. But, like, Derrick Henry really emerged on the scene two seasons ago. He's also not as effective in the passing game. He's also not as effective this season. <laughs> well, yeah, because he hasn't fucking <laughs> I think that Aaron Jones is, is, has consistently for uh, – really in his, in his tenure at, at Green Bay or in Green Bay – has been one of the top – I think maybe the only guy that would rival him in terms of talent level, I think, is Dalvin Cook. But Dalvin Cook's got injury issues. So – and Aaron Jones really hasn't dealt with that many significant injuries in his career. He got hurt this year for like one or two games. Um, and A.J. Dillon just picked up the workload in his absence. Like, didn't miss a beat. I legitimately think that they're the best running back group in the NFL. I'd say Cook and Madison are a close second, but Madison's not as good as Dylan. So are you going accurate? Uh, yes. Okay. I said it's an understatement. Okay, next one. Kirk Cousins is the problem in Minnesota. That's an overstatement. I think it's accurate, and I can't tell you why. 
This team can't win with him, even though he's really good and his numbers are good. They can't win with him. They have remotely the same team they did under Case Keenum, and that team was miles better than this one in terms of just success. And they made it to the NFC Championship. I don't know why, but for some reason, I think he's the problem. And I, and I couldn't give you a single reason. But I think it's accurate to say that, that for some reason, he's the issue. Because it's the same team aside from him. It's just still have Thielen. You upgraded at the running back position. You arguably upgraded at your, wide, your other wide receiver. You went from Stephon Diggs to Justin Jefferson. I would say Justin Jefferson in the long run of things will probably be better than Stephon Diggs. Yeah, but I mean, from a production standpoint right now, I don't think that he – like, I don't think the difference between him and Diggs is big. Like, like I don't think that them having Justin it's Jefferson not big, right but it's now not a, makes it's them not a, better than if they had Diggs. It's not a downgrade, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. From Diggs to Jefferson is not a downgrade. No. I think you, you're probably the same, if not – Maybe he's producing better in Minnesota than Diggs would have been because it's hard to, because, you know, Diggs left on a bad note. So it's hard to say where he'd be if he was still in Minnesota. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think that it's accurate to say that he's a problem. Matt Nagy will be fired at the end of this season. Accurate. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You were a playoff team last year and now you're what? Five and 10. I think. I don't even know what their record is. Nowhere close to playoffs. People forget they were a playoff team last year. They were probably one of the worst teams to ever make the playoffs, but they were. <laughs> Isn't it funny how Nick Foles just reappears every, every few months? I, it's so weird. It's hilarious to me that he just, like, surfaces from somewhere. I didn't even know he was, like, still on the team. He's their third-string quarterback, and he just pops up out of nowhere and wins a game. That's just in classic Nick Foles fashion. Just wins the most random games at the most random times. And then everyone says, like, oh, he's the guy when he's not. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, last one for that division. Amon Ra St. Brown will be used as, they, as the centerpiece for the Lions' offensive rebuild. Accurate, I guess. I disagree with the statement. You think it's an overstatement? Yeah. I think DeAndre Swift is the centerpiece there. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I, there's no hot takes about the Lions. They're just so irrelevant. So that was the only thing I could come up with. Yeah. Okay, last one. NFC South. The Bucks will be back-to-back NFC champions this season. I'm going to say it's an overstatement. The Bucks will be back-to-back NFC champions, meaning they will go to the Super Bowl. I, I, I agree in the sense that I'm not confident that they are going to the Super Bowl. I, I'm I, so like, like I, I say kind of overstatement just because like, I'm not going to sit here and say the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl, but I'm also not going to sit here and say that they have zero chance. No, they definitely don't have zero chance. Like, I think, I think they have the second best chance of making it to the Super Bowl of anyone in the NFC. I think it's an overstatement because of the injuries, not because of anything else. Yeah, that's fair. I think that Aaron Rodgers can beat this Bucks team in their current form. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks I, ago, I agree with that no. statement. Because you never count Tom Brady out no matter what. No. You just don't. 
but they're missing a lot, like a lot, just a ton. And I don't think Antonio – yes, Antonio Brown had a good game last week against the Panthers. I don't think Antonio Brown is a sufficient enough replacement for Chris Godwin. No. At this point in time. Peak Antonio Brown from a couple seasons ago, sure. But he's not the same player. So I'm going to say it's an overstatement. Um, The Falcons may never recover from their loss in Super Bowl 51. Accurate. Yeah. I don't know that they're really like – I don't know that that is what is hurting them right now. Oh, I think it is. (laughs) But, like, I'll say accurate. I mean, yeah. Dude, they are awful. No, they are. There's, There's no question about that. I was watching the Brady documentary last night. If you look at all the pieces from that 27 team, they're all... Okay, so Matt Ryan is the only guy that's, like, still there. Devontae Freeman is a backup running back now. Well, yeah, he's flamed out. Yeah. Tevin Coleman, I don't even think, is on a roster. Not sure. Julio Jones is has fallen off a cliff. Yes. Uh, is Sanu even on a roster? Uh, Probably somewhere so. irrelevant. No, Sanu retired. Sure. Taylor Gabriel, what the fuck happened to him? Deion Jones? Who's Deion Jones? <laughs> he was their dirty linebacker. Uh, Number 45. Uh, Robert Alford, who had the pick six. Where is he? Austin Hooper gets traded to the Browns. That team right. is in shambles. Dan Quinn gets fired as a defensive coordinator now. Deion Jones is still in Atlanta. Huh. Never would have known that. He's got that two team sacks is just and 123 tackles this season. We aren't that far removed from that Super Bowl. I, I, I'm telling you, if they won that Super Bowl, they – probably go back to the playoffs the next year, maybe make another run at Super Bowl. They retain all their players. They just – I think that loss did more damage to them than anything else will do to them in their entire franchise history and their future. Yeah. Such a depleting loss. So I'd say it's accurate to say that that loss – they will never recover from that loss. The Saints were impacted by the woes of this NFL season more than any other team. Understatement. No one's talking about it. The Saints? Nobody is talking about how good the Saints would have been. So what does it mean by the woes? Like, if, if it's saying... I don't know. I didn't write it. Like, if it's saying the woes is in COVID, no. But if it's saying just, like, no team has been affected off the field, or in the sense of, like... They've lost so many players. I think that's what it means. If if that's what it means, then I think that's an understatement. Very big understatement, dude. They end up losing Jameis. I mean, dude, they were (laughs) dirty in the beginning of the year with Jameis. Then Jameis goes down. They never got Michael Thomas back. Right. Their offensive line is ass. All of a sudden, Taysom Hill gets COVID, and Trevor Simeon gets COVID. So you have to start rookie Ian Book, who never thought he was going to see a snap this year. Yeah. Um, I think I should get a pass for my 14-plus win prediction. I mean, I'll give you a pass. I don't know if people Dude, – they beat the Bucks twice, and no. both times they didn't have their starting quarterback. Just saying. Yeah. That if you keep Jameis healthy – and your team doesn't get impacted by COVID, and Michael Thomas comes back, I see no reason why they don't win that division. Okay, last one. 
this one is pretty straightforward. The Panthers got caught up in the Cam Newton hype and cost themselves a chance at the wild card. Yup. No. That's an overstatement. Why? They weren't doing any better before him. I don't think they were doing any worse before him either. Yeah, but even then, like it's it Dude, they lost five straight. They're right, five and I ten. I don't think that they were I don't think that with or without Cam they were making the playoffs. I think that they had a better chance to make the playoffs if they had signed somebody else. I'll agree with that statement. I just so don't that's what I'm saying. I think they got I think they got caught up in the whole oh Cam's, you know, on the revenge tour, he just got cut by the Pats and this is a homecoming for him. And I think that they played way more into that than, like, what can we do to save our season? Even last week, they started him in a game that was, in all likelihood, his last home game at Bank of America Stadium, where, like, they just threw the game away. Yeah, they were probably going to lose to the Bucks anyway, but it's like, give it the old college try and put the best man in for the job. The Panthers fans booed Sam Darnold when he came into that game, by the way. They really? Yep, they booed Sam Darnold, who is, in all likelihood, going to be their starting quarterback next season. Right. Shitty fan base. I went to two Panthers games this year, one against the Eagles and one against the Patriots. They lost both. Their fans suck. They don't know shit about football. They're so fair weather. Um, It's all like a big, like, pomp and circumstance, you know, like, oh, let's pound the drum. Keep pounding. Um, They they have this, like, have you ever – they don't do this at the Patriots games. Um – have you ever been to the college lacrosse championships? <laughs> there's no, no reason why anybody would. Um, no. Do you have you been to a sporting event where there's an MC? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, like on the jumbotron, they like go around. They're like, woo! The the Bruins kind of do it, but not to yeah. the extent that I am explaining. The Panthers have this guy. I forget what his name is. It's like MC something. Um. And he like runs, he runs shit over there at B of A Stadium. It's the cringiest shit ever. Like this is, it, it seems more like a theater, like a street theater than a football team. Yeah. So yeah, I think the Panthers shot themselves in the foot by rolling with Cam Newton. Accurate statement. All right. Those were our week 16 over slash under slash accurate statements. Hot takes, if you will. Reacting to hot takes. Um, that's all I have for episode 101. Anything else from you? No, I just – I'm sure that we um, will do kind of like a, a recap at some point once all of the episodes are out of um, Man in the Arena. I just thought it was really oh, interesting, yeah. the line that he had in the episode. Um where he said, at this point, we're not even thinking about winning the game. We're just thinking about how do we not embarrass ourselves. I did um, think that was interesting. And I thought it was particularly inter- interesting just because I've never thought of Tom Brady as a guy who ever sat there in a game and thought that he lost until the clock hit zero. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it was very eye-opening to me that he openly admitted 
that there was a point in there where they like had completely just thought that they were going to lose. Like they thought the game was over. Well, I guess at that point when you're down 25 with 18 minutes left in the game, it's like physically impossible, you know? Yeah. You start preparing yourself for like the loss. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you think. I'll say this briefly. Last night was my least favorite episode of the seven. I will say I was disappointed that we didn't get Julian Edelman. Thank you. I didn't like that. They, okay, I understand the angle that they were taking with his whole, like, his mom had cancer and they wanted to bring the sisters in. But I think that they, I, if they were going to go that route, I think it should have been two episodes. I know that they're doing, like, one for each Super Bowl, but I think they did that whole season a total in misjustice. Yeah, I think, I think that it would have been better if they had done – you know, still had the... I think it should have been sisters. Edelman and Robert Kraft. I, I, want, I want to see Belichick in one of these. I know that he's not yeah, gonna he's not it, going to be in like, it. <laughs> there Listen, are a couple of things that I hope going forward. I hope that we get Edelman in there. Um, I hope that we get Gronk. Will. You'll um, get Gronk for the Tampa one. Probably, yeah. Um, I really... I would have liked to have seen a teammate in... This episode, just that we could have seen what he was like with the guys. James White would have been great. Dante Hightower would have been great. Yes, either one of them would have been perfect to have in that. Listen, Um, I think that they... And then going forward, I would would love to see... the, The one thing I want is for him to spill the beans about Malcolm Butler. Never gonna happen. I know that it's never gonna happen, but I'm really hoping that next episode they talk about it. Listen, I said that to Carp. I think I said it on a podcast episode, and he was like, that will never, ever happen, probably because they're covering something up for his sake. Yeah. And I think that's probably accurate, that Malcolm Butler fucked up, and that they're, that for his benefit, they aren't going to say what happened. No, I mean, like, I think that's definitely a large possibility. I just really I agree. That's like one of my dying wishes, is to know why Malcolm Butler didn't start that Super Bowl. Literally. Yeah. That may seem extreme, but like it is. Like I would love to know why he didn't start the Super Bowl, but I don't think we will. Um, why I loved this the whole series so much up until this point, and Carp said the same thing is it wasn't a Brady thing, you know? It was like a Patriots thing, it was a team thing. It wasn't like, oh, Tom did this and Tom did that. Like, yeah, there's an emphasis on Brady because he's a large part of it, but it's not just all like, oh, Tom Brady's so great. I felt like they glossed over Deflate Gate a little too much in this one. I think they tried to take away else, from it. Well, so here's the, like, what else did you want them to talk about? That's my first question. Then I have a point to make after this. I thought that, okay. I think that they tried to take away from deflate gate by pushing a more personal storyline. I think that one of my, one of the main takeaways for me for the episode was I think they shafted Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett. They didn't talk at all about the fact that in Brady's absence, they went three and one. Your third string quarterback won you games. Yeah. Where you could have given Tom Brady easily an 0-4 record with those two. Yep. And you're talking about a completely different season at that point. They didn't give them the credit that they deserved stepping in in his absence. And the other thing, too, like, I didn't like how they said, like, oh, you know, Brady was taking reps with the second team for the first time in his career. It's like, well – yeah, he kind of has to. What, are we just going to throw Jimmy G out there cold? Right. 
you know, I think that they should have touched on the season itself more. Even those playoffs, you had some the, – the divisional round, I forget who you beat. Was it not the Ravens? It was somebody in that divisional round that you beat where it was like a good game. Oh, uh, Texans, Texans. That Texans game was close. So, I don't know. So, wh- my thing with the Flakegate is I'm fine with how they handled it just because the Flakegate was bullshit. Sure. When you do the math on it, so they, they, they didn't, that was the one thing is I wish they had talked more to that, like the Harvard professor that they had like the clip from him doing his lecture. Yeah, that was cool. Because when you do the math, when you do the ideal gas law, which is the Pivner thing, don't ask me what everything stands for because I don't remember. Um, when you do that, it comes out to, I'm pretty sure it's pressure times volume equals, and then N is a constant. I forget what R is, but then T is temperature. R yeah. might be like rate of change or something. Um but in physics, so, so, so that, that was my junior year of high school, right? And so I was in physics then. And so Dr. Hamilton had us go through and do the ideal gas law with the footballs, with the reported stuff from the report, like from the huge, like 300 page document that the investigator released about what the footballs were so supposed to be at, right? And when you do the math, it is entirely plausible that the balls went from being in the accepted range at the spot where they were allegedly filled up to at that point down to the spot where they were measured when they were under the level that they were supposed to be at. And so I think that's why they were like, Brady got screwed. He had his line of, it's hard to fight 31 billionaires in court, which I think they didn't do enough justice to the fact that Kraft was on his side. Like the 31. Well, that's why I would have liked to see him in the episode. Right. I think that, no, I agree. I think Deflategate was bullshit. It was a total witch hunt. And like, yeah, I can talk about that all day. Um, but I think that they, they took an angle of let's follow Brady more personally throughout this season. Whereas I would have liked to see them take an angle of, all right, how did the team react to Deflategate? And how was this season like a total fuck you to the NFL from Kraft's standpoint, from Brady's standpoint, from Belichick's standpoint, from Edelman's standpoint, from James White's standpoint, even that game. I think that you could have probably had a better interview than the sisters. Yeah. And I understand what they were doing. And like, yeah, it was still a good watch, but it was probably my least favorite of the seven so far. I think that they did. I don't think they did the best job in picking the guests for this one. No, I, I, I agree. Absolutely. But yeah, after it's all said and done, when all the episodes are out, we'll do a full review of it. That would be a cool podcast idea. But we'll be back in a couple of days to do our pick em. We I just want to get on here and kind of do a week 16 recap because, you know, after the 100th episode or even before, like we really haven't talked about football in probably like a week or so. So I just thought that we should get back on here and record a normal episode again about football because a lot of shit to talk about. Yep. But yeah, I'm hungry. My food is waiting outside. Uh, and yeah, it's been am, two hours. I am in the fantasy championship. I am likely going you are. to get. Oh, can I just say that fucking you guys suck? What do you. So I think <laughs> it's bullshit that Jackson all gets screwed. 
Because of COVID? Well, so, A, there were a lot of, like, guys that were out for him that helped me beat him. But he outscored both of the other teams. And now all of a sudden he's stuck in the third place game as opposed to being in the championship game, and then I get to be in the championship game. I think it's bullshit that the consolation bracket outscored all of you fucks in the actual playoff bracket. Right, but also at the same time, like, you guys lost games earlier in the season. Like, you can't complain that you outscored us this week. I don't know. I'm just saying. Some some championship we're going to have. I just – I'm going to get screwed by having dropped Antonio Brown thinking that he wasn't going to come back. I really hope uh, I don't, that he I don't think I don't think he'll have, yeah, I don't think he'll have as big a game. Right. I'm projected to get outscored by ten points right now. He's officially listed as questionable, but the issue is that both Swift and Connor are listed as questionable. And so when I saw that Connor was listed as questionable, I was like, Oh, I'll pick up Chase Edmonds. I just got a notification Chase Edmonds is now listed as questionable. <laughs> Listen, I told Christian last week to start T Higgins and he didn't listen to me and now he's going to start him this week and I feel like this week T Higgins is going to have a bust of a game. That's We'll true. talk that we'll talk help. about all of this on the next episode for the pickem because I have my feelings about what's going to happen this week as well. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting week and I'm either going to win by a little or get killed by a lot. Yeah. But hey, all, I'm just happy that I made it back to the championship game this year, having drafted my team, as opposed to last year when I just won it with the auto draft. That's true. Congratulations. Also, apparently <laughs> I had two of the top five quarterbacks in fantasy last week and started the worst of the two. Nice. Good job. Thank you. Proud. Still won. I don't know. I'm a bystander in all of this. It's like the first time. Listen, I don't care about fantasy anymore now that I bet, allegedly. Um, but it's the first time in a while that I'm not in the fantasy playoffs, so I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to act. <laughs> I guess I'm rooting for you. I don't know. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I don't you care. should be rooting for me. I mean, that's. I mean, that's like my cousin, though. That's blood. <laughs> yeah, but what, what's it called? That's thicker than blood. I don't know what the saying is. I don't even know what you're talking about. There's some s- statement saying where it's like, um, oh, what is it? Hang on. I feel like there's a lot that's thicker than blood. Cement. Uh, I don't think that this is a saying. Because I'm a big sayings guy, and I've never heard this before. Yeah, the, oh, sorry. It's, it's the opposite. There's an old, it's, it says there's an old proverb that states blood is thicker than water. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, so that would just prove me even more And there's another statement that Christian says love is blood. thicker than blood. That's what the statement is, right? So the proverb is blood is thicker than water, which is meant to mean that family bonds are stronger than friendships, but modern day it's flipped to become love is thicker than blood, meaning that like the the people you choose are mean more than the blood. And so that's that was what I was trying to say, meaning that you okay. should for me. Okay, I'm probably gonna flip a coin. <laughs> or not root for either of you. Like, I don't care. That's true. That, that's Listen, true. Christian's the first seed, and I never like seeing the first seed win in anything. But I also don't like seeing the team that won last year win again. Win so again. I don't want either of you to win. I hope that it's the lowest scoring game ever. You both combined for, like, two points. That'd be crazy. I don't know. I hope I win the consolation bracket. 
Are you currently in the championship game of the Constellation Bracket? I am. Congratulations. Thanks. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll be back in a couple days, though. Um, yeah, and we'll see you all on the flippity flip side. Shout out to Pictionary Boy. I saw him in a TikTok this week. He looks like a fucking squid. Did he ever not look like a squid? No, but even more so. Like, he, he looks worse. Fair enough. Like, I feel like with age, at this age, you should be looking better as time goes on. He looks like a fucking... I don't know what. I, I don't know. So, yeah, we'll see you on the 14th first. Bye. Peace.